following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. to get in the robot for this week's Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... It's Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Not opening a beer, clearly. I missed the memo on that. Uh, Editor-in-chief at ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffris. And... Director of Social Media, Celia Rose. We got some news real quick, but the majority of this... uh, podcast will be uh, a topical discussion so we've already talked about waifus and husbandos but how could we not talk about our favorite giant robots you could have stopped at giant and i would have finished it with another word there sketch not gonna lie <laughs> yeah, I, I know a couple of things you know i'm gonna just keep my mouth closed about that i was, uh, I was gonna say i was gonna say abs but okay no, no, you're talking about giant balls, right? Hey, oh, I actually understand this reference. I know it's a very, <laughs> the world is getting stranger and stranger by the day. Yes. Yes, it it's is. It's like that South Park episode where they were microwaving them. <laughs> yeah. So before we get to uh, into that conversation, which will go every which way, but. Who knows? Uh, we finally, finally have that schedule update. And uh, spoiler alert, it's not that interesting. Says you. <laughs> they uh, waited until late on Monday, no, Tuesday morning to finally put up the schedule on Adult Swim's website. It's not on TV grids as of when we're recording this, so that's worrisome. But uh, long of the short is Dragon Ball Super is sticking around. They are going back to episode 27. That, I believe, might be as far back as they can go. It seems like they lost the first 26 sometime last year. Not sure how that contract works, but uh, that's what they have on the website. They have 27 through... Uh, 131 so that's what i'm going with it seems odd to start with 27 because it's actually the last episode of the resurrection f arc yeah that's what i was thinking too when i looked at it i'm like that's the last part of an arc why not just go to the next episode you you think you think does it really matter though like that's the thing Because, like, when it comes to especially, (laughs) it might be pretty confusing for people tuning in. (laughs) Well, it would if this was like a debut, but considering this has been on Toonami now for how long? It's kind of one of those things where it's like they're probably thinking, well, we'll just play whatever. And people who are channel surfing at that late a time, as some normally do when they're high or tripping on balls, they all of a sudden (laughs) go on to where it's like, oh, there's Goku. We're, we're, there's going to be many references to this. Shout out to Nicki Minaj on that one, but <laughs> but shout uh, out to Nicki Minaj's what brother-in-law. Well, pretty oh, much no. her being the messenger of it. But what I mean is, it's just 
when it comes to like television, especially like when it's that late, just putting on anything that's like recognizable, noticeable, something that people actually be like, oh, I'd stop and watch that. It's going to work. So like you could literally go to episode 54 of Dragon Ball Super, episode two, episode nine, episode 130. You know, it's just they could literally go anywhere they wanted and it would have been whatever. It's just, you know, they're they're going to put something that they feel comfortable enough to where it's like, OK, this will go here and then either people watch or they're already asleep. And so <laughs> it's one of those types of kind of things where it's just like, OK, security makes sense and they didn't have to pay anything new to get it <laughs> i just wish it was cowboy bebop you don't actually mean that sketch because i, I do mean no that. no i I, rem- I remember all the tweets of can we stop rerunning cowboy bebop yada yada me. i know it wasn't you but it's just i'm counting you with the collective on this whole anti-dragon don't, ball don't super don't count me with the collective no, you are part of the collective of this anti-Dragon Ball Super. Oh, I don't tonight. care if they're playing Dragon Ball Super in the back. It's okay, Sketch. I am part of this anti-collective because um, I don't because like Because you've got to tweet about it. I do. I'm just going to be honest with you. I just stopped giving a fuck about DBZ altogether. Exactly. Man. I give Celia more credence because she'll be up and watching it. People who don't even watch it are the ones complaining the most about it. And it's just, and it's just like, Really? And so think of it this way. It's at the end of the block. If you don't want to watch, you get to sleep a little earlier, which is always nice. And like I say, it's like that's kind of like when it's like these types of hours on TV. People are. Well, no, no, they do. It's just it's more along the lines of like they want something recognizable, especially for that late. It's why. Oh, God, it was. um. FX always had like always sunny around. Ain't time. nothing more recognizable than twenty-year-old cowboy bebop reruns. Maybe <laughs> let me put it this way, Sketch. Maybe once the live action comes out, uh, depending on how well that does. Well, uh, unfortunately, for casuals it seems and like they uh, may have finally given up the broadcast rights. Again, I'm basing that off of what they do and do not have on the Adult Swim website, which is not in entirely fail safe but and that's gonna seem like they they finally lost cowboy bebop ironically right around the 20th anniversary of the adult swim broadcast (laughs) but it's just i don't know it's just when you think about uh more recognizable who's had a float at macy's goku who has not spike fey jet Ein, all of them. I would love an Ein. I want the Ein float. I would. I would absolutely love that. Ein and Ed, make it happen. (laughs) But I think, I think this is just kind of the thing where it makes the most sense. I mean, I know some like yourself wanted something new, but it's just like okay, and then we're gonna push everything down, which is like all right, fine. But then it gets to a point where it's like I don't feel like people would be satisfied enough because then they'll be like, well, why are we rerunning Doctor Stone? Get something else new, and it's just like now we're just having new stuff all the way through and they might not yield the type of reward I, that you want so it's like eh. i really don't think they should air anything new after 3 a.m i mean sketch i wake up at three in the morning excited for something new to watch on television <laughs> exactly <laughs> well i mean if they really wanted to do that and not follow dragon ball i think probably the next strongest contender in terms of like recognizability and being able to draw in an audience and long like a long running show would probably be Yu Yu Hakusho because I remember when that was running at 5 a.m. that people were getting up and watching it you got so, to right I was right mm-hmm. 
But the, I think the difference is now is that trying to reobtain broadcast rights for Yu Yu Hakusho is probably much more difficult and probably much more expensive than it was when it was running at 5 a.m. almost a decade ago, which is kind of a shame because I think that could probably be a decent way to cap it off. And a lot of people would be excited to see it back. I would love that. It's okay. You can watch it on Hulu, though. Not That's only, true. Not only that, I would actually wouldn't mind if instead of like Dragon Ball Super, they went to like Dragon Ball Z Kai or Dragon Ball or just one Honestly, of the older I would have preferred if they went back to Kai because I decently like Kai. I actually don't. Obviously, but original Dragon Ball would be the best. Yeah, but they're they're not doing that. No, it, I would actually going to hold a number. I would actually go with Dragon Ball Z, the not Kai one. I would do that. I think that nostalgia would be really fun. Um, or even Dragon Ball GT. Gotta I, I... have Falconer music. <laughs> but you that know, gets I was... the real nostalgia flowing. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's other options. So I wouldn't necessarily. I'm not like upset that it's super again, even though like I'm not the biggest super guy. But like, I just I like the stability. I like kind of keeping the reruns where they are. So it's just I don't know. I like it. If it's it cool. costs them no money and it means Toonami gets to hold on to four. Uh, four hours then fine i also i also will like the fact where we get to hear my favorite opening from dragon ball super i love it abridged however <laughs> i know but you know i can i can reminisce to when i'm hearing it at 12 because it, it was the best part i love that opening so much it was so good no no not the second one the second one the, the second one the one that you hear in the tournament of power arc i love that one uh, you're not going to hear that one anytime soon. I you will know. hear it next year, CJ. Uh, well, I'll just open up on fucking YouTube. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can totally do that. So <laughs> Go I... to Adult Swim's website. They have episodes 27 through 131 right there. You can watch them. They also you... have all of Black Clover. You watch them. Uh, <laughs> I missed so many episodes of Super the first time through that I might actually catch some of these, but I generally don't watch Toonami that late because of work the next day. Yeah, working the next day after Toonami really blows. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want Toonami to start any earlier because then I wouldn't be home in time for it. <laughs> so that's where well, I'm at. I feel your pain, brother, because for like what? About two years, I couldn't watch Tsunami like everybody else would, like, faithfully. Because I had to work the, the third shift. Third shift is rough. I hated that shit, man. 3.30 to fucking 12, man. When I was working as a security guard, I would, like, watch Tsunami on my phone. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. I think, like, Sword Art was on Toonami at the time. <laughs> yeah. Those were the oh. days. All right. Can we get into this Mega Man? Because, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. Know much, yeah. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to stay up. So, yes, no changes to the Toonami schedule currently, but there should be quite a few changes coming in the fall. Several shows are ending around the same time, and we will definitely talk about that on a future podcast. But until then, uh, enjoy your Dragon Ball Super reruns or don't. I will. It's uh, <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> inevitable. Oh.
God. Yeah, that, that one, even that one hurt me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go to the corner right now. And uh, you see oh. why I hate puns. You love it. No, I have to work with it. No, I don't. This is like taking work <laughs> home with me. I hate it. I hate every okay, moment. But, okay, but mine, mine and Steven's puns are not as bad as that one. <laughs> That one hurt me too. Debatable, yeah, yeah. Celia. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> I hate. Oh my god! You no. All just have so many uses in wordplay. It's. You're gonna make me hate it because terrible. you're gonna make me hate it more because there's a new character in Genshin whose alias is Ball, and so it's just please don't don't do this to me. <laughs> I know I'm insufferable. I am leaving this call now. Have a wonderful podcast. Just make sure to leave the recorder on, sweetie. No, no, you you get the 13 minutes that I've been recording and that's it. <laughs> All right, so 13 minutes of this podcast will sound good and the rest will sound bad. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we have fun here. Yes, we do. Uh, watch the rail just start this tangent. Yeah. But by the way, is is that booze that you cracked open? That was oh, verified. Oh yeah, it was booze. All right, all right, then we are ready. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a nice, like, crisp opening of it too. <laughs> oh man, he's like yeah. doing that all the time now. I know. Hey, I only do that sometimes. I haven't done it on a couple podcasts. No different than me playing a harmonica, sir. Um, you haven't played the harmonica in a while. I know, right? There are definitely some things that deserved taps recently, but like the, <laughs> of the promise never lands. Oh, you talking about meal prep? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but it wasn't a happy meal. No. <laughs> oh no, it was a kid's meal. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna call the Promise Neverland meal prep from now on. Like that's. Just... I mean, like seriously, so I, I tweeted it out so many times. It got, it got lots of retweets on that because I said it was like just the best form of meal prep. <laughs> it's meal prep in human form. Oh my god! But it tastes better than soy and green because it's my kind of people. Uh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and CJ is just silent. <laughs> How's the flavor? It differs from person to person. I don't know. Sometimes it tastes kind of funny. Must have been a clown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Robots. We we like them. We're gonna talk about them. Uh, we are going to extend beyond. The barrier of Toonami, because let's face it, most of the mecha that Toonami has aired are Gundams, which, you know, we can talk about Gundams for sure. There's nothing wrong with Gundams. We got plenty of other options out there. And hey, maybe we'll introduce you to some cool mecha and giant robots that you would look into. So that's what we're going with. So to start things off, uh, tell us your first pick, Darrell. Oh, my first one is the Epion unit from um, Gundam Wing. You know, mm. for some reason, I just like that little Crimson and Demon because the weapon system was based off the Wing Zeros, and the concept and the design was just like, it was really nice. Now, which one is that? 
I I, I, I don't have a mem like I can't picture it. It's the uh, burgundy one like. with the whip. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I mean, most people couldn't handle that pin unit, man, just because like it would mess with their minds. You literally had to be mentally strong, and he like hero really couldn't even handle it. Like when I think he did pilot it at least once, but you know it was just like. It was to him, it was just like the Wing Zero, but I mean, that little murder beast was just beautiful in my eyes. It was a very nice design. Oh, that it. looks really sick. It looks like a dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like a dragon samurai. And it's funny because the show Gundam Wing is not as good as people think it is, but the design wise <laughs> is very no, nice. No, but the designs yeah. are. Mm. There is yeah. only, there I mean, was one thing that I liked was when Hero just pointed a gun at Relina. It's just like I will murder you, and just walks away. Like, yeah, that's that's kind of how I interact. But the with callbacks my to that are even better. True, it's like they're dancing. It's like Hero, are you still gonna kill me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta look at it, man. Relina was fucking useless, man. She's like she's literally terrible. Just... Dude, she's literally the Sakura and Lucy Hartfield of Goddamn Come Alexander. here and kill me! Big girl wants it. She wants, she wants to die. It. But the Gundams were very pretty. They looked yes. very nice. They, I mean, they're excellent designs in yes. Gundam Wing. I mean, like, seriously, like, if I was really into putting, like, model kits together, I would literally buy these, but I'm too lazy to do that stuff, so <laughs> See, I can only admire from afar. commitment. Look here. <laughs> Dude, if they would just have them already assembled, would be that would be lovely for me. Don't That's say that. Figure. Alpha will be mad. He makes Gundams. Oh, oh I know he does. <laughs> but, you know, that's LWC, so he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that is that like your favorite mech from Gundam Wing? Like, out of all of them? It's one of them, man. I really did like the um, Sandrock just because it had the two um, sickles. Mm-hmm. That, that was going to say, that's probably the one. I, I mean, obviously, Heroes Gundam is like the most iconic. You know, it's generally the type of MC Gundam look that you get throughout the series. Like, I thought of the Unicorn when we saw in Gundam Unicorn. The same thing with Barbatos and IBO. It has the clean, crisp look and the colors that you expect. But the two sickle one, I was like, mm, I love me some sickles. They look really nice. I thought those were really cool. Now, another one that people really don't know about is honorable mention for me. I really do love it, though, is um the sh- um, Strike Freedom, man. It's like got so many goddamn blades on it. Which one was that? Who had that one? Um, Shigeru Yamato. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was lovely, man. Gotcha. I think that I was, think was Gundam Seed Destiny. Oh, <laughs> I still we we haven't finished that. I haven't yeah. finished that one. I'll need to watch it. No, no you, you don't. No, you do not. No, you don't. Uh, yeah, you really don't. No, no I'm going to watch it's it. It's one of the Gundams that I've tried and couldn't mm-hmm. get into. I'm going to watch the it. OPs, though, are all bangers. I'm going to try oh, to because I know. All the openings for Seed are good. I know the voices of Ed and Eddie are in it, so that's that's the selling point. And they give very compelling performances. So I'm gonna watch it. So you can watch Gundam Seed. Just don't watch Gundam Seed Destiny. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Well, sketch. I gotta watch it all. How I don't do it, it man. Don't don't do this. That is 50 episodes that you will never get back. Sketch. Like, as your friend, I, I'm I'm begging you not to do this. Sketch. I've watched I've watched Handshakers like maybe 10 times already. Like 
dude. Look at that. I'm not, I'm not getting it episodes back. It's fine. CJ likes uh, pain. I do. You know, I can't. I really can't say nothing because I did watch Air Master all the way through. <laughs> But as, as our listeners will be able to soon tell, I have no reason to be on this podcast episode because my mech no, is very low. He just, he's here very, to be very low. But his commentary is already insightful. <laughs> CJ says I can't tonight, folks. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to sit on Papa Lap. Well, I mean, like just... most most of my gun, or my mech experience comes from Gundam, which is very normy, very casual, very things. And like the genre itself, just it never really touched me the way that like a shonen jump property did um i don't know why either because like there's really nothing different to me in a sense because it's all really the same thing with just different types of uh ways to fight different uh universes atmospheres those kind of things and generally i actually do like the kind of political undertones that are either in your face or a little more subvert and so like i i enjoy that type of thing because it allows me to think and I, i don't mind that but for whatever reason, I don't know, the mechs just didn't uh, do it for me as much. I will say, like, you know, if we're talking about, like, a show where it kind of helped, I don't know, I wouldn't say, like, create a love for it, but just be able to create appreciation was Megas, you know, because the, the, <laughs> whole, the whole thing about that was chicks dig diet robots, and, like, I love the characters, Coop was hilarious, uh it was it was just it was a really zany type of thing that just seemed to work but no i just i don't know my mech knowledge is very very minuscule and i i just it's not my thing like to give the listeners a little backstory i was like does the ship in outlaw star work because like it has arms (laughs) grapple arms i don't think it does but like that was probably the closest i got to to do our favorite ships another time not that favorite ships Hmm. oh man okay maybe both well, I will say this. When we do the, the ships that you guys want to do, do not have me on that. I, I, I can't hear that. I, I can't. The waifus and Jiggler hus- X everyone. The husband doing waifu episodes, man. I just I just don't even know. How did nobody mention Joichiro from Food Wars? Come on. Cause that would imply that we'd have Serious to mention Food energy. Wars. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. The jelly energy was too strong. <laughs> anyway, look, I get it. He makes those handsome faces. It's but 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 sketch. You were you were mentioning earlier that you wanted to like talk about Megas. I don't know if that was on your list or anything. But do you at least under like see my point of like that might be able to help others like myself who might uh, be inspired to check out the genre a little bit? Or am I a little off base? Like I, I don't know. Oh yeah, Megas is a great show for. People who just want to dabble in the idea of giant robots. I mean, it's literally about a guy who hijacks a giant robot, mods it out with a bunch of cool stuff, and does whatever he wants with it while also trying to protect the Earth. So it's nothing like most giant robot shows where you have an angsty teenager who's being forced to pilot a giant robot to save his friends or whatever he's you know he's just out there having a good time exactly there was like no politics behind megas xlr oh no politics <laughs> i mean you know you got a lot of pop culture references and adult references especially the dmv stuff going to the dmv reference those references like you didn't timeless. get them until you got older timeless yes megas destroying the dmv was oh man beautiful 
it's I guess something I'll just, that wish we all could do. I'll just get into it. I I definitely have to have Megas on my list. It's just such a nice concept that you have this souped up futuristic giant robot, which the guy found in a junkyard and only had to pay two dollars for. <laughs> Goat never got those two bucks. Uh and he tricks him out with a bunch of, you know, current tech and like video game stuff and it's it's just hilarious the stuff that he comes up with like he's got a trackball in one of his areas he's got all these kinds of game controllers and of course it also functions like a car because it's got like uh, a muscle car for a head which is an interesting design choice to be sure but just it's not the most inspired mecha design to be sure but darn if it isn't fun <laughs> right so like candy. i haven't i haven't seen megas but just that concept sounds like every like mecha fan's dream like just give me a giant robot and i want to add whatever i want on it so i can have fun and look cool as hell he you know opens I mean? up his chest and it's got like a yamato cannon <laughs> Are I you mean, serious? Yes. I am serious. I That's mean, amazing. like, serious. Megas XLR was literally George pimp, and Jody. Pimp, it was the pimp Marada of uh, mix. Oh yeah, George and Jody love to make references to classic anime. Yes. I can't believe it has a wave motion cannon coming out yes. of his chest. <laughs> That's when so you, cool. When Megas said it with his chest, he really did say it with his chest. Yeah. <laughs> And you can't forget the jammer. (laughs) (laughs) Love Megas. You can still buy it on iTunes and some other video sources, but that's it. But I highly recommend that people do that if they want to watch it. Or, you know, it's on YouTube or something. Where is it? Give it to me. Uh... Yeah, I could talk about Megas a while, but let's uh, let's move on. Celia, what's your first pick? All right, so my first pick is uh, my number one, like ultimate favorite one that I love so much. I actually have like three toys of this uh, for like action figures. It's the YF-29 Durandal from Macross Frontier, the Wings of Farewell film. Oh, yes. It's gorgeous. It is so pretty. It's got these really sick colors. I'm going to drop it in our Skype chat, actually, so that you guys can see it. Because I have no idea what this is. I don't think words can do this beauty justice. Um, So I am not the kind of person who is drawn to mech because of specs or anything like that. Um, This does happen to be at the time that it came out. The YF-29 was the most powerful Valkyrie in the Macross universe uh, prior to the Macross 30 video game and Macross Delta. Um, and it's a prototype Valkyrie in ti- uh, that's intent- excuse me. It's intended to uh, be a weapon designed specifically to counter the Vajra aliens during the Vajra War in the film and in the Macross Frontier universe. It looks so cool. So it's designed by Shoji Kawamori who is one of my favorite mechanical designers of all time. I really love his processes, um, the way he cons- like constantly just reinvents 
his initial concepts, like this transforming back concept for the Valkyries is something he first designed in 1982 and has continued to build upon it since then. Um, but with the Durandal in particular, I just love how everything came together. Like I just think aesthetically with the red and white colors, with the fold crystals on the side, the way it looks in Batroid mode versus Garewalk and Fighter, which are the three different modes. It's so sleek and it's fast. Like it, during the sequence where it appears in the movie, you know, which is towards the end, it's basically a red blur because of how quickly it's moving. And you get some really sick shots when it's like shooting out missiles and you get semitonal circus action. And that's why I love it so much that I have uh, two DX Chagokin figures of it. Because I really, really adore it. <laughs> it's so cool. It's a very slick design. Nobody tells Char Aznable he'd want it. Yeah. You can't have it. <laughs> now, which Char are we talking about? Are we talking about like young Char or dad bod Char? Yeah, probably young Char. Okay, because dad bod Char. <laughs> it's like Char, let your fucking self go. I mean, like, Char is that person you love to hate so damn much, though. It's like, I love you, Char. I hate you. I hate you. I love you. <laughs> Sorry. He, he'd probably want all the white parts painted red, though. Yeah. Oh, probably. You know, he would actually probably like the, the VF-27, or is it YF? I think it's, it's VF-27. The VF-27 Lucifer is probably what Char would like more, because that one, it's a burgundy color, but it's all red. Yes, that's true. And it's kind of got like a sick, like devil aesthetic to the head because it's technically the villain Valkyrie in Macross Frontier. So the headpiece has these like two horns coming horns. out the side. That's the reason why really I like cool. it so much. And then, you know, of course, Lucifer, Fallen Angel Man, let me right? rain upon some destruction upon the world. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. As you can see, Mecca is the thing, man. Right? And, like, the thing, too, with Macross, too, is it's really easy for you to just go through everything, and you could literally just build a list only with the tech that's in Macross. Because there's so much of it, and there's so much uh, that, like, you really see has been influential in other ways over the years. Like, I don't think anyone can look at Mecca as a genre without thinking of Macross Plus and the YF-19 and the YF-21. Like, those are such iconic designs, and it's really such an iconic OVA that really, you know, when most, at least what I see online and in my circles is that most people are like, oh, yes, Macross Plus, I know that movie, you know, I mean, or I, I know that OVA. I think Macross probably got me started in Mecca, and then I found Gundam next. Like, because the thing is, like, with Gundam, there's something for everybody, but Macross is like, I just would say OG that really got me into it first, though, because of those, you know, like you said, you had the three different um, conversion types for your mech. Right. Yeah, it's so cool. And I love the way that Kawamori really brings in a lot of real world influences in Macross also. Like each of the Valkyries are based off of specific um, specific fighter jets or like different airplanes in history. Yep. It's really cool. And I'm not even like an, I'm not like a aerospace nerd or anything. I just think they look sick. I know nothing about their specs other than they fly <laughs> fast and they shoot missiles. Well, what more do you need to know? Exactly. And yeah, those Macross mechs, the the way that they are both a fighter jet and a robot is super sick. Right? And like when Kawamori designs them, 
uh, he makes them out of Legos first. And this was something I learned when wow. I went to the Macross exhibit at Tokyo Skytree in 2018 because they had some of them on display. And it's something he's talked about at um, panels. Like when he went to Otakon, I think in 2019 it was, he brought a couple of his Lego models for uh, Macross Delta. And then his show that's on Netflix right now, um, I think it's Pandora. I forget the name. Pandora's Box something. I it's know called what you're Last Hope. Last Hope is... Yeah, Last title. Hope was... Yeah, that was... Yeah. Really yeah. And he builds all of it out of Legos before before he actually, like, starts building the 3D models to make sure it actually works because he wants to make sure that each piece is supposed to go where it's supposed to go instead of relying on the magic of animation to make it look functional. The man wow. is very meticulous when he does this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, one of his other designs is on my list, too. It's Optimus Prime. He was the original creator of Optimus Prime when he was just a college student. The man Whoa. has talent. Wow. Yeah. That well, you got a little convoy. Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, y'all okay. don't know Convoy is Optimus Prime's real name, y'all. Yeah, Con Convoy yep. is Optimus Prime's actual name in, in Japan. <laughs> hey, he uh he also did the Outlaw Starship, the XGP 15A. Mm-hmm. Kawamori does a ton of mechanical design work outside of his own shows, and it's actually something that caught me by surprise after I got really deep into Macross fandom because he is one of my favorite designers, where suddenly I started going back and watching older shows and seeing, oh, he's worked on this. Oh, he's worked on this. Like, he's everywhere. You know, I was re-watching Eureka 7. I think it was for the first time in, like, maybe five years or whatever, and it occurred to me that the Nirvash is a Kawamori design. And I recognized it right away because it's totally his style. Like, it's got very similar head design, you know, the way that the limbs move, the racing colors. Like, that's very classic Kawamori. So once you know his work, you can spot it as soon as you see it. Yep. Hmm. Cool. Uh, well, CJ... You uh, you did mention that you wanted to talk about the mechs from Planet With. Well, yeah, because this conversation, I have no idea anything that you guys have been saying for the past <laughs> know, 15 minutes. I don't like and I tell this to Celia all the time. To be fair, I don't speak Macross. I don't even know what Macross <laughs> is because at first Me I saw you do. I saw the waifu, so I thought it was like an idol thing. And then she's like, no, but there's robots, too. I was like, what? So I just I don't understand. I was like, oh, where can I watch? She's like, oh, you can't. Well then, okay. I, I guess I'm fucked. I don't know. Um. Yeah, yeah. That is the downside. Like with, especially with not just with Matt Cross, but with some of the older shows that, like, when I was going through my list for what to choose, is that they're not always widely available. Matt Cross, in particular, is being held up by a big copyright thing, which has been recently resolved. But it's such a humongous franchise that it's getting the ball rolling is taking a lot of time. If you really want to find a Macross, you can actually find it. Um, sometimes they'll play it on Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll put it on there sometimes. That would imply I'd have to watch TV. <laughs> I have, no, no, that's a, a, no, it's a streaming thing. I know, I but that would imply I'd have to like take time out of, I don't know, my Genshin, my Pokemon, to watch something. <laughs> God damn it, CJ! I love you so much. I know. I just, I have, I have things I need to do. I have artifacts to grind. But yes, um, 
And as it comes to mechs, probably the most recent thing that I can recall watching um, of that genre would be Planet With, which I don't even know why I even watched it to begin with. It's just back when it came out. When did it come out? 2018. So during that time, I was watching like maybe 20 to 25 simulcasts per season. Um, I don't recommend doing that. Um, Lightweight. Yeah, sure. I would also be writing about these two, so I don't want to hear it from him. Oh, that's oh boy. <laughs> so it's... it's just there's just a lot, and I don't even know why I went with Planet with. It was just like, oh, it's something different. Oh, I don't really watch Max. Oh, I'll just stick with it anyway. And it became this like very just coming of age story of the main character. Uh, Kuroi, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, and it's just like he's living with a giant cat or a human sized cat and a maid. And you're just like, OK, this is kind of weird, but I can dig it. Then the cat turns into a mech that has uh, Kuroi in it. And you all of a sudden find out that there's like different factions that uh, he's kind of looking at from one side. Then there's another. Um, and forgive me if I'm not really uh, you know, describing it well because it's been almost three it's years. It's a pretty complicated show. It, it is, and it's been like over three years since I've seen it, and it's just like, uh, but it, it was wild, and I like the mech design because the funny thing was is that uh, Kuroi's like major, or, you know, mech was cat-like, and it like had these cool little, you know, abilities, able to jump around, able to do all kinds of stuff, but yeah, it got like super complicated when it comes to like Who's he fighting for? What side is he on? Who's the good guys? Who's the guy? It's like budget Gundam in that sense. But yet the story was so concise and like very compelling to where it wasn't melodramatic. And it is just like really cool. And there's like real tragedy. And there's like Croy deals with a lot of, you know, emotional things that kind of like really, really affects him in ways that you're like, oh, wow, this is good. And so I think I like it more just because of the content of it, more so than the, me the mechs were like kind of a side thing. So I get to cheat and be like, yeah, Planet yeah. With, it's good. But I mean, the design of the mech itself was fine. You know, like it's nothing to write home about. But like I said, it looked like a cat standing on its legs. It had a like, I want to not necessarily a gun, but it had like a battering ram as one of its attacks with its arm, which is like, oh, that's kind of cool. And like other, you know, people had similar types of, I wouldn't say cat designs, but just mech designs and they would just do their thing. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. But like I said, I don't really belong on this topic. <laughs> it's, I can only <laughs> go by what I've at least experienced and what I've seen. And like I say, Planet With is just an easy kind of cop out answer for me to just be like, yo, check this show out. Sadly, it's only sub, not dub. So get used to reading subtitles. I know reading sucks, but way of life you gotta Reading learn somehow. Is fundamental. it is very important it does suck though because like for me when i'm watching anime i i just i want to watch i don't want to read and watch it can get a little cumbersome but um it, it's it's definitely worth your time uh it's a cult favorite you know very underrated thing but like celia over here laughing in macross i know <laughs> i only watch sub because <laughs> i have no choice well there's a difference on that if you have no choice like with planet with I did it, obviously, mm -hmm. but I'm at I'm at a point now where I'm not going to be looking for things that aren't um, dubbed, at least for now, because I'm just kind of moved on to other stuff. 
But... Oh, although CJ, now that I'm thinking about it, there are two Macrosses that are dubbed if you decide to give it a try. I'm almost afraid to, to be honest, because I've... One of them Macross is... Plus. Well, <laughs> Macross that... Plus. Brian Cranston plays the main character in the yep. Macross Plus dub. Which is cool. I, I actually knew of that tidbit. Um, I forget from where. It was like an article I read or something, which was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Um, it was like uh, actors that you wouldn't have expected have done voiceover in anime. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm just afraid of that can of worms that were all of a sudden like, Celia, I finally checked this out. And you're like, oh, my God. And you give me the 20 question riot <laughs> act thing. It's just like, I, I'm not I'm not quite ready, ready for, for that. That's a commitment. I'm not ready for that commitment. I'm very, I'm very uh, pensive and, you know, teeter the fence when it comes to commitments on things. Um, That's totally understandable. <laughs> you know, I still haven't found out if Mugen Train has trains. So, I mean, we clearly know where I lie where it comes with like, committing to do something that's true uh, you got to find out if it has trains first then you can watch macross okay but but yeah okay. i i definitely i definitely recommend checking out planet with if you haven't already and a lot of reviews uh while it was debuting were given for like rave reviews and I, so i definitely say give it a shot um like i said the main cast it's uh you know teenage boy a giant a human-sized cat and a uh maid so what, what else do you need the maid's Almost actually made. The, Ginkgo is actually like really, really insightful too. Like she comes off as like, oh, she doesn't know anything, but like she kind of knows everything, which I really like. Oh, she's just smart cookie. She really is. But yeah, that'd be mine. Um, and it's, also, it's the battle of cats versus dogs. I guess like, yeah. It's kind of that Planet Cuties. It's it's weird. I, we're talking about decent <laughs> shows here. Planet Cuties. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like oh. I like you know fan service anime. Yeah, Plenty cuties was all right. Come on. I mean, I just I've evolved to like better, bigger, and right. better things. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> I did want to say this about the the planet with Max. They it, they're all very individualized, which I think is cool. Yeah. So each each person has like their power, and then they can form a mech around it, like armor. Yeah. Which. It's it's very cool. I, it is weird. I always thought it was like their ideals that were being like, uh, like materialized. I guess in a sense. In it, but I mean, I don't know. It, it like I say, it's a it's a weird show. It's very weird. Very cult classic. Very hipster. You know, not many people know about it. Things like that, which I generally try not to be. But to definitely check it out. I definitely recommend it if you uh, like this kind of thing. Definitely a mecha series that's is not like a lot of other mecha series. It's it, it does some different things. Which I appreciate the subversion. So uh it's no macross, I'll say that. Getting back to when we're talking about trains, I got a mecha with some trains in it. And that is my beloved Gao Gaigar, which is a Super sweet robot, the last of the Brave series. And it let me break it down for you. So first you have the cyborg guy who combines with Galleon, the lion robot, into Gygar. And then he has these attachments, the drill gal, the liner gal, which is a train, it's a bullet train, and the stealth gal, which is designed after a stealth bomber. And you combine all of that into the Gal Gygar, which is really freaking rad. It's got these big wings. It's got drill knees. 
It's got a lion face. You got to have the lion face. And yeah, it's, it is just a love letter to super robots up to that point when this came out in like uh, late 2000, uh, not late 2000, like late 90s, early 2000s. Very, very cool. But one of the things that I really like about it, which is quite frankly pretty <laughs> silly, <laughs> is its assortment of weapons. Such as it has a hammer, which is not that unconventional. Sure, it's got a hammer, but it also uses it like a hammer and a nail. And it has a uh, drill called the dividing driver, which separates dimensional space. And it has the dimensional pliers, which can like literally rip space apart. And it can do these things in order to clear an area so they don't do a lot of collateral damage, which is very thoughtful because this is a, a mech that is authorized by an organization, the GGG, and they're kind of uh, got a, they have to authorize pretty much everything, which of course relates to a whole bunch of smashing buttons dramatically. And I just love that kind of stuff, but it is, it is really cool. And Gal Gygar is unfortunately a bit of a uh, a mess in licensing because it is both a Sunrise and a Takara project. It was put out by Media Blasters in the U.S. on DVD, though they never put out the final OVA, which is literally called Gal Gygar Final. But they did put out half of the series dubbed and half of the series sub only, because I guess it didn't sell very well, which is unfortunate, because I was buying those singles. And then I then I bought it in the box sets, because it's just more practical. But I still have the singles. And it, it was good. It's a good dub. Uh, NYAV Post, I think, or it's at least it's New York dub. So Mike Center Nicholas plays Guy, the cyborg. And it's uh it's it's just a big ridiculous robot as the final line of the Braves saga, which is multiple anime, which I frankly don't know very much about because none of the other ones ever made it to the US as far as I recall. But it's it's a real real neat show and a really cool robot which can get in fact even bigger and become this massive thing called the Genesic gal Gygar in the final because who doesn't like giant robots that get bigger right <laughs> <laughs> right what's getting bigger what gotta gotta Not love it but yeah i just it's a silly design but i i, I love it it it's like it's a finishing move where it uses it grasps with both hands it calls heaven and hell and he rips out the core of the monster, which is uh, zonderized humans that have been uh, kind of taken over by their inhibitions or their ill thoughts and have become monsters. So it's all about redeeming those humans. It's, it's nice. It starts out as a fairly kid-friendly show, as I believe was the intention. I mean, obviously it was intended to sell toys, but about halfway through, ironically, when they stopped dubbing it, is when it 
just kind of goes all over the place and gets way more serious and way more awesome. So I highly recommend it. You could probably still find those DVDs for a not terrible price. So go for it if you like giant robot shows. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? I have no so idea. I look, well, I looked it up, actually, so I could see what it looks like. Because I wanted to see, like, how out there this design was. Um, and it's really cool. But also, like, I didn't realize when I was look until I looked at the credits. It's designed by a legend in the industry. It's designed by Kunio Okawada, who is literally the first person to be given the credit of mechanical designer in the anime industry. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. It looks really cool. I like the lion head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, lots of giant robots have the lion head. But I, I think it might not be the first one to have drill legs, but a lot more robots had drill legs afterward, I feel. And I think um, Man Kaiser Z has some robots that had it because I think, um, like, uh, let's see, when I got it before Mick, you know, I did the Tesla Gen too, so it was Gigantor and... Mm-hmm. And Man Kaiser Z was the first one I actually heard in English, though. I was a little kid back then, so yeah, I'm kind of old, folks. So get off my case. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's got a freaking bullet train for its shoulders. <laughs> it's, I know it's so extra. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Over the top. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jarrell, what's your next pick? Okay, my next pick is going to be the Delphine from Broken Blade. Now, most people probably haven't know, probably even heard of it unless, you know, you saw it on Sentai, you know, a little six episodes. It's from the manga called um, Break Blade. And basically, Rygar Arrow is this guy. Um, he's basically considered an unsourcer because he can't met, um, move mechs that have ligaments in them in this world, fictional world that they live in. But um, somehow, they come across this... Um, this um golem called the um they call it the delphine and the delphine like the people who can actually use mechs like as far as um the ones that are made out of um quartz and everything they use ligaments like nobody could actually make it work but somehow rygar gets into it and then all of a sudden it activates so basically rygar is using the delphine you know to help um to help protect the kingdom of chrisna from athens and like the only thing about it is like because the Delphine is like a considered ancient piece of tech, he only has about like thirty minutes of operational time each time because like the Delphine like easily overheats, so he has to be careful about it. And basically, he uses like he doesn't have any guns or anything. He's basically using melee weapons like clubs. He even had one like a demon star friggin' shuriken that was um attached to a rope like in one of the in the last battle and everything, but. Overall, it's like a really cool design, but the only thing is, like, with these mechs, because they're made of quartz, they are fucking fragile, man. They are literally fragile. And depending on what type of quartz you have that is made out of, kind of depends on the on design and how fast it moves or how well it's built. So that's what kind of made it interesting about this. But the Delphine, like, by far, even though with all its flaws, um, it was probably the most superior out of all the other mechs, but... Rygar literally had to learn how to use this thing. Eventually, he comes a little bit better, more proficient at it as he goes by. But like some of the other models, like the um, the ones that Athens had, it was like lighter armor but quicker and better mobility, though. 
So it was basically how you use these um, mechs in the fight. But the Delphine was just like, <laughs> it was just beautiful. It was like literally a broken blade. And like I tell people, I was like, even a broken blade still has a use on the um, battlefield because it can still kill. The design on its feet is very interesting because the top feels so heavy, like just from an aesthetic point of view. But mm -hmm. the feet look so light. The feet actually are light because he could actually like jump up higher than any other of the mix that's in there. Like it was just that freaking powerful though. Wow, this is really neat. I mean, if nobody, if you've never seen, I would like say watch it. It's only like six episodes, but it has a really good story all the way through. You wouldn't be disappointed. And of course, Greg Ayers is actually the voice of Rygard. I take it nice. that's the lead. Yeah, he's the main character. All right, all right. Not surprising. It did come out in the Greg Ayers era. <laughs> that thing is, one of the things I love about Greg Ayers, though, man, you know, just being off subject a little bit, it's like a character that may come off as being minor, some way he elevates and makes that character fucking great. I'm yeah. just saying. Pretty sure Greg Ayers was in Gravion. Yeah, I think so. That that was a crazy mecha show. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And Celia, what's your next pick? So my next one is from a show that I could not stand, but I really like the character and the mecha designs for. Uh, it's the Red Strelitzia from Darling in the Franks. Oh. I actually know this one. Wait a minute. I actually know this one. The butt yes. mechas. CJ piping up like Captain America. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that woke him up right now. Because I watched yes. that one. It's where they were like the reverse Evangelion, where they were just like forcing it more so than everything with the whole uh, sex kind of thing. And then they were piloting the girl's butts. It's funny that you say that because Darling in the Franks' core creative crew is actually the same core creative crew as Evangelion. Oh. Minus Hideaki Anno. Well, then there you go. Like, mm. that's why I was so excited for Darling in the Franks when I saw the trailer and then I saw who was working on it. It's got the same series composition writer, a lot of the same animators. So I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. But it turns out Anno was the magic glue that held it all together because Darling in the Franks was not awesome. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Um, so I am not recommending Darling in the Franks for people to go watch. Just look up pictures, honestly. Like, all you need to know make is Make sure they're safe for work. Cute. They're safe. They please make it safe for work. Oh, yes. Do make sure it's safe for work, because there is a very not safe for work, uh, work manga adaptation of Darling in the Franks Wait, by the really? author of Two... Yeah, by the author of Two Love Rue. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, it's quite not safe for work, so do be careful when you're looking these up. But, like, I like the Red Strelitzia, and the Strelitzia stood out to me when I first saw it, because when I saw it, I was like, I know I've seen this before. Like, it feels very familiar. And it's because it's designed by Shigeto Koyama, and he did the mecha, uh, well, I guess technically the side bodies, so sort of mecha, for um, Star Driver. And they have a very similar aesthetic, very narrow waists mm. and limbs, this really like um, this really fae like design where they're super light. 
And that's one of the things I really like about the Strelitzia is it feels very elegant and very feminine. And, and I think it fits that her main pilot is zero two. Like it's just a really nice aesthetic pairing. I kind of wish that the capabilities of the Strelitzia were explored a little bit more. Like I like the red one because that's where you see the hero in zero two really push it past its limits and see what they can truly unlock together as a team. And that's when it changes color is when it powers up, but then you never see it again. And it's kind of a bummer because it looks sick in red. It you does know, look and, in red. and they and they don't really do much else really with any of the mecha in that show after that. Like they're all present because obviously all the children have to be there to fight the aliens before they reveal that they're aliens. Um, but at that point, their show really loses direction with that and doesn't utilize them, which is a shame because I think that with the way the Strelitzia looks and the other mechs in that series, you could have the potential for some really awesome shots just with the movement of the light bodies alone. But yeah, that's why it's on my list because I think it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Would you get a toy of the Strelitzia? I almost did. Oh, wow. <laughs> I How almost could you did. have it on the it, list if you didn't? Wait a minute. <laughs> it was a little too expensive. So like the way I pick out my toys is do I need to import this right now or can it wait until I go back to Tokyo and hit up a secondhand store and get it for like 20 to $40 less? And the Strelitzia fell into the la the latter category <laughs> where I'm like, all right, I'll just wait until I go back to Tokyo, maybe hit up K-Books and see if someone has already, you know, turned it in and I can get it for like, I don't know, maybe 30 or $40 instead of the $60 that it was going for on AmiAmi. Mm. Especially because I didn't really Celia. like the show that much. That's the thing. If I liked the show more, I probably would have gone ahead and got a Strelitzia figure. Has Evangelion taught you nothing? Waiting always sucks. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. You don't wait for Evangelion. <laughs> Clearly not. No. The fan base for Evangelion is too powerful. But with Darling and the Franks, especially because Darling and the Franks is really one of those shows that hasn't really been talked about since it aired, partially because it wasn't good, but also because it didn't really have that much longevity past it airing, is that uh, it's really easy to find merch for it. So I'm not think? too worried about say, missing like, out. Many people seem to reference Zero Two a lot. At least her. That's because she's the cutest character in the whole show. Well, yeah, but like Kim Kardashian even did reference to it, which is like, that's weird. Like the thing that, that doesn't, doesn't have It does. Don't be like, I don't really find like celebrities like that. Like, I don't care as much, but she actually did reference that she dyed her hair the same as Zero Twos, which is like kind of wild to me. I actually kind of think that may have been Kanye's influence. He's an anime guy. He is. Mm. He absolutely mm -hmm. is. He probably showed her a picture and was like, I really like this. This is a good idea. <laughs> Girl, I watched this show called Darling in the Franks. Because not going to lie, I really love Zero Two. Also, she's very one note, which is also a shame. But she's super cute. Like, how can you say no you know, when she's like, darling, open up. Ah, and Here, like eat to, this. you know, trying to stuff bread in Hero's mouth. I really like her and she's really cute. So, but yeah, the Strelitzia is definitely one of my favorites. I just wish the show it was in was better. They had butt piloting. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I really liked it, though. What? Like, that was so I weird. Did. That was no, so, so I weird. I liked it because it felt different. 
And that's it the thing is like yes. when you walk, I bet like, it felt different for the pilots, <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's the thing is, I really liked how different it was, especially because like after a while, anime does tend to get pretty formulaic. And while it's not necessarily the most inspired way of changing up how pilots will, you know, will work together for a unit, it was different than anything that I had seen in the past like five to ten years. And yeah, they I were really kind of anal about it. Right. <laughs> he made a butt joke. <laughs> you know, but but it was more like obviously it was really sexy, but there are also some really cool elements too that the again the show just didn't take advantage of and explore further, or at least in a way that would have, I think, helped the story more. So the hood that all the female pilots wear is reminiscent of a bridal hood. In, Jap- in like traditional Japanese wear. So if you go to a traditional Japanese wedding, you'll see the bride in a white kimono and she'll have a white hood up over her head. And it's in the same shape as the hood that's the dashboard for the pilots in inside the Strelitzia and the Mecca in that show. Certainly it's creative. so cool. But at the same time, they didn't do anything with it. Darling of the Franks makes me angry. Let's just say Trigger, trigger anime. Sign Celia up for your mech shows. Have her be the director for it. But that's the thing. It wasn't Trigger. And that's the thing that I think makes me the maddest about Darling and the Franks is it was advertised to everyone outside of Japan as being a Trigger show. Trigger only worked on the action sequences and only for like the first half of the show. After the first half, you didn't even see Studio Trigger listed in the credit, uh, credits anymore. You can't trust wow. anything these days. Yeah, it's but, all, but, it's but all everybody work. uses the trigger joke because it ends in space. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a mm. minute. They even talked about that at Anime Expo. They were like, right, not everything except- ends in space. Come on, guys. Right. Well, and that's the th- that's the thing that I see online. It's everyone's like, ah, it's Trigger. Because Trigger designed the monsters, uh, but the apparently they weren't supposed to look like that. That was just what ended up being decided. Which is a shame. I heard at Japan Expo that the original designer of them was showing off these really sick sketches of these really awesome monsters, but they went with the stupid blocky geometric things that you get instead. Um, and Hiroyuki Maishi was just an action director. That's all he did. And no. he was heavily underutilized. So, yeah. y- yes. If you want to suffer, watch Darling in the Franks. No, if you, if you want, to, want suffer, to suffer, you watch Handshakers. Google Zero Two Online. <laughs> Yeah, handshake is the way you suffer. <laughs> don't don't you worry. I would gladly watch, you know, Darling in the Franks like five times in a row over some of the things that I've watched multiple times. Because Acelia says, "We're not going to talk." About no, Acelia says, "I just don't like myself. I don't deserve nice things." Sometimes you do. You do. No. That's why you should watch the shows we've talked about, except for Darling in the Franks. Don't I've already seen Darling in the Franks. I know. That's why I said don't bother going back to that one. Oh, <laughs> I already watch have. everything else. I already have. <laughs> CJ, no. Why would you do that? Because I don't know better. <laughs> God damn. Who has time for good anime when I can always rewatch the bad Exactly. Ones? Like, probably the most watched anime I have in my house is High School of the Dead. Like, Okay, but that's good though. Like that's I, mm, that's yeah. good tra- that's good trashy anime. I feel like mm. the best trashy anime I probably have in the house is probably Date Alive, I think. I got those. I also yeah. got Anti in the house too though. I, I don't have that. 
Um, and I'd probably I'd probably go with with Data Live probably because that actually like it has obviously a lot of lewd moments, but it actually has a decent story. Surprisingly, it does. I mean, most people don't get that. It really does have a great story to it. And then there's High School DxD, which my my whole introduction into that franchise is the most hilarious thing in the world. The <sighs> thing is, people started bitching once it went to like the Moy style. The the lore is real deep, though. It is. It really is. But like High School of the Dead is such a great trashy like. Ugh. It gets me. Darling in the Franks is pretty much your trashy mech where you're just like, I don't want to think. I want to just watch crap. Yeah. You mean the crap. Well, if you want, like, the Jiggly and you also want a somewhat decent story, then... Uh, <laughs> the Jiggly, he says. <laughs> Godinar is where you should be going. I don't even know what that is. But. Oh, yeah. Go- Godinar is nothing but a freaking... um. Me and Jose talked about this like years ago, and we was like, we both, you just like, look here, man. It's basically just a goddamn soap opera. But <laughs> oh, dude, it's it so, is. It is over the fucking top, though. But All it's good. Right. All right, then. I'll add it to the list. Yeah, it's it's fun, and the, the dub is delightfully over the top. You can watch it on High Dive. Do that. Do that. It's It's good. <laughs> But uh, it's great because all of the mechas uh, require dual piloting. So you have all these pairs of uh, people. Sometimes they're married. Sometimes they're other relationships. It's it's, it's a fun dynamic. I know. Hey, you can't forget that opening, man. The opening theme is just so... Mm, mm. I mean, what mecha series has a bad opening? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Even the really mediocre mecha series tend to have a banger for an opening. Yeah, but you know how it is sometimes. It had to be that one. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's got to be so over the top and good in its own right, but we're going to give it a bad opening. Right. Right. Well, I can't go any further without talking about. Gurren Lagan. Yes. yes! Love me, the Gurren Lagan. It's just the concept of the infinite combining is, is so cool. And they just go ham with it by the end. I mean, you go from this relatively small head of a robot that you combine onto a gunman, and then you have, like, a full robot with sunglasses, multiple sunglasses, and then... You get bigger, you add it to a ship, you get bigger, you add more to it, you get bigger and bigger, and eventually they're throwing galaxies at Shuriken. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely beyond over the top. And I I love that. Is it is it weird that I was like I was more interested in the characters than the mechs in that show? No, I mean the characters are what make the mechs interesting. Yeah, I just never really cared about the Max and Gurren Lagann. I I like I I love the story. It's wonderful anime, and obviously the fight where you have the giant mechs are you know cool and all. But for me, it was is really all just about Kamina and Yoko for me, honestly. Yeah, but I, mean, I love Michelle as Yoko. There's that. Time skip Yoko. Time skip Yoko, folks. I just I liked her character because like. <laughs> 
I liked how she seemed like she knew it all when you first meet her, and then, like, she really knew nothing. And, like, she kind of grew to, like, realize how small the world, or she was in the world, and how she wanted to, you know, become, I don't know what the word is, but, like, just kind of evolve from that. And then Kamina is just one of the greatest motivational speakers of all time anyway, so it's just... Absolutely. Really cool. So it's just, like, sure. for me, that was just, like, it's... it's I, I assumed someone was going to pick her and look on. But for me, like, if let's say no one did and they were like, oh, we'll leave CJ that one because he knows that show. I wouldn't have picked it because, like, to me, I'm just kind of bleh on the mech design overall. What? Yeah. I love the designs. They're so, See? so yeah. fun. I like just... them, too, because they call back to, like, Super Robot. Mm-hmm. Where they're just big and they're silly and they're brightly colored, like... One of the forms of the of the girl Lagan, towards like the midway point of the series, towards the or like towards the end, I can't remember, but it's covered in faces, mm-hmm. like it has eyeballs and yeah. mouths everywhere from all the different gunmen that have been combined into it, and how they've built up upon it. It has flames coming out of it, like it's stuff that's so over the top and ridiculous that I think if you didn't have the characters to ground the mecha design then it wouldn't work because then it'd be too silly and you wouldn't be able to take the scale of the conflict that they're facing to the point where they're literally throwing galaxies at each other. I don't think you could take it seriously without the really good characterization that occurred in Gurren Lagan. But you're forgetting mm-hmm. one thing. I am not a mech fan, so that's why my opinions are going to be very <laughs> different compared to what actual mech fans are. I am not a mech fan, which stinks for this well, podcast, hey, at least. At the final battle, at least in the movie version... In the final battle, after getting huger and huger and huger, it comes down to the embodiment of Simone fighting the anti-spiral, mano a mano. Gotta love that. I never saw the movie. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a really cool scene. Okay. I, I take it. I love Gurren Lagann, so I'll definitely try yeah. to check that out. But the, no, movies just... are, the movies are great, CJ, because they're, um, they're compilation films with some new footage. Oh, so it's like, oh, if you want to watch the series, but you don't those. have time to watch it. No, 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 but these are good ones. Ugh. These are good ones. If you don't have time to watch the series, but you still want to get like a nice quick dose of serotonin in about four hours, Gurren Lagann movies. That's not quick. Wait a minute. Quick is like 30 minutes. What the? Unfortunately, it's, the it's only way to see them 14. is to buy the very expensive <laughs> Blu-rays and they're not dubbed. Nope. Well. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Sam. Mm-hmm. You, I'm about you to see, say thanks, Anaplex. You I see where my that. where my kind of interest just went away very, very quickly. I still love you anyway, though, CJ. I it's, wish I loved CJ a little bit. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's okay. One of us got to love you, so I love you. If you don't love yourself, I'll love you for loving you. Come oh, on, man. We're talking okay. about Gurren Lagann. We are... Us who believe in you, CJ. Exactly. See, I was hoping you would go there. It's such good. a good line. Ugh, I it love is. it. But yeah, no, for me, it's just it was more about the characters than anything. I did like the shades. I did like the shades on the on the mech. That that right? I will say. Um, but, are so cool. And I will say this: the fight with that primal dude. Oh God, we're coming as like, well, what are we? Or Simos, what do we do now? We'll kick his ass. I love that fight scene. Those were fun. Although I think I liked it more when Kamine was fighting the pilot of it more than the, the robot. Like, it's, it's always ends up being just for me, the characters. Like, I, I do have shows where I do like the, the mechs, believe it or not. It's just these are a lot of the stuff you guys are mentioning is more for the characters for me. It's OK. Though. Fair enough. Maybe, 
Maybe if I find Macross, <laughs> I'll go into the depths of that. Maybe he'll finally understand. <laughs> Maybe. Look, Maybe. Yeah, it's, with Megas, either you like it or you don't. And it's pretty much obvious it's not your thing. Yeah. Well, I don't try to force it because, I mean, like, I really love Zoids, if that counts. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. I loved it. Like, for me, what was it? Uh, the Beast Liger, was it? Yeah, I think it was that from the Chaotic Century or the New Century one. I really yeah. liked it because it could mesh with all different types of things. What was it? Oh, the Liger Zero. That's what it was. That thing was so cool. It had, like, it was a cat thing. The fights were really cool. It merged with stuff. That's yeah, That was you... fun. And I think I liked it because they tried to turn it into a sport. And I was still, like, sports crazed <laughs> at that time just because, like, I was obsessed with football, basketball, hockey, baseball, soccer, you know, you name it, all of them. You know, I tried to keep up with, with all of it. But it was, like, I don't know. Like, it's the same reason of why, like, I like the arena arc in Hunter x Hunter because they turned fighting into, like, a combat sport. Kind of like, you know, UFC or boxing. And, I mean, like, it was a combat sport. Well, but you know what I mean with it, where they <laughs> yeah, changed no, from, like, the traditional rules of, like, boxing or UFC, and they had, like, a point system. They had judges. You know, it was like, okay, this is cool. They're making their own type of sport that's not UFC or fighting. I like it. And so for, like, Zoids, it kind of came to that. I keep forgetting that that show or franchise even existed. But it was fun. It, it was, it's weird. I don't quite understand why, but it's just there. And so, like, for me, it was definitely the Liger Zero, especially because, like, you had these cool, like, battles and all that kind of stuff. So, like, And the Liger Zero did have different configurations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was cool. So, like, there's, there is a thing where I'm like, yeah, the robots. But, like, God, when is anyone ever going to mention Zoids when you're talking about a mech anime thing? I don't more think, than you might think. Maybe, but, like, I think we'll have a lot more people mention, you know, Macross, uh, Gundam, probably even Darling in the Franks more. <laughs> no. I mean, I, 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 I'm fine with it. It's just, like... I'm just weird. I'm like, maybe it is good that I'm on this because you're going to have like these very, you know, sophisticated, these very well thought out reasons. And CJ's like, ha, giant robot go boom. I like that one. That's the one for me. My reasons aren't sophisticated. It's giant robot go boom. Half of mine is giant robot go boom. Okay. Yeah, giant robot go boom. Giant laser go boom. I guess. (laughs) Although CJ, I do, I do get it because, like, for example, I don't like Gundam. I've only ever encountered one Gundam series that I like. Which one was so, it? Was it Zeta? Uh, no, War in the Pocket. Thank you. Uh, I remember, no, because I remember us talking about it because it was one that I haven't seen, and I was like, which one was it that I didn't see that you were like, no, I hate Gundam, but I like this, and I couldn't remember which one. You should yeah. watch War in the Pocket. It's only there's so guys. You're just telling me everything I need to watch. I'm not going to be able to play Genshin with all the things you're making me watch. Just Nobody's making you do man. anything. Just six episodes. I'm not sitting next to you with a gun pointed to your head. Yet. Also, CJ, <laughs> Gundam 80 is technically a holiday OVA. Because ah. it's set at Christmas time. Well, good thing I'm Jewish. I can watch it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You can put it on in the background and be like, I'm just going to put it on in the background. I don't need to pay attention for now. Although, it's like Die Hard. You're the Earth Federation ruined waifu. Christmas. Oh, Wait, there's yes. a waifu? Wait, what? Yes, there's a waifu. There's a waifu. Wait a DJ, minute. Let me educate you. Oh boy. Educate him. She is so, yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. She is smart. 
Mm. And she ends up being really tragic, but Aww. I love her. Wait, tragic? Does she, she, please tell me she doesn't die. Uh... I'm not going to say anything. God damn it. No, I'm not watching this now. No, 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 no. No, so, okay, she doesn't die, but one of the things that I like about Gundam 80 is really the the tragedy. Okay. Because it's really one of the first times I had encountered a story about Mecha where it showed that war was bad without doing it in this really, like, finger-in-your-nose, war is bad type of thing. Because that's really kind of a, a central theme for a lot of mecha shows is where you have people in giant robots who are trying to stop the bad guys who are trying to start a war with giant robots, right? Um, but with War in the Pocket, it felt very real, where you could put any person that you knew into these situations, you know, obviously, you know, piloting the Gundam Alex and Azaku, like, that's pretty fantastical. But you could put anyone you know in those situations and understand the really the human element of it. And that's why I like Gundam 80 so much. What's her name, Celia? Give me a name. Her name is Christina McKenzie. Sometimes goes by Chris. And she's a redhead, and she's designed by the god of waifus himself, Haruhiko Mikimoto. He has drawn some of the most beautiful women in anime ever. Like, you just cannot deny it. Oh, you got it. I just like that she has the same name as me, so I'll take it. <laughs> I will take it. You mean Chris was short for Christina all this time? Well, no, <laughs> it's just it's one of those types of things where if I was a woman, probably I would go by Christina, right? Like it probably because it'd be easy to be like, oh, just keep calling me Chris. Like, that's easy. <laughs> I'll respond to that. Uh, although I, I know that. Uh, my name would be something different if I was uh, a woman, if I was bored like that. But, okay. Hmm. She's got a big forehead, too. What the heck? Well, most pretty ones do have a big ass Yeah, because of the big brain, hello. Yeah. Yes. She's a smart cookie. I like this picture of her, though. Very nice profile. Aw. Very cute. All right. I'll have to check it out. Although... Do. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. I'll figure out a time and a place. Uh, it's good. Just be prepared for tears. I don't cry, Celia. I've given up on feelings. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find your feelings again. Don't worry. Probably. Feelings. Although, like, Nothing I know Celia's mentioned feelings. that uh, the Mugen Train movie is very sad. I will probably watch it and not understand it. Oh, single my thing. God. I was sobbing in the theater when I saw that, <laughs> CJ. You will cry. What if I don't? What then? What do we do? Is it panic what, time? What if What if the emotional revelation about finding out whether or not there are trains... In <laughs> that will be why I cry more than anything. <laughs> it's like, Celia, there were trains? Or were they? I don't even know anymore. I was CJ really walked out of the theater. Oh my gosh, there were trains. <laughs> or were they Nothing trains? prepared me for this. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Actually, I want to get because this... Laser's not here. I'll have to say no. It. Please don't. Nothing bad ever happens on train. I immediately stopped the recording, so we're gonna have two edits of that. Except in Bacano, is my caveat to that. Bad things happen on trains in Bacano. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a train mecha. Sh- Isn't Shinkalion Shinkalion Shinkalion? Yes. 
That has mecha trains. And how 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 does that relate to Evangelion? Is it? Is there is an Evangelion specific episode. It's the only episode of Shinkalion that I have watched. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, Stats, <laughs> I'm ready to make people mad. Are you ready? All right. So CJ. when this first prompt came over to me, there was the. You know how it's like, you know, one that comes right off the top of your head when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one for me that came to my mind when I was thinking about it, but you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. It's the character designs in SD Gundam sketch. I, I don't mind that. I thought they were cute. I think they were badass, like the Baku Netsumaru. The two blades and like the samurai looking head. I loved it. And believe it or not, mm -hmm. the Zapper Zaku, the red one from that, is the only Gundam toy I've ever received. The red one. So whenever, <laughs> whenever I think of Mecha... Celia, don't you start with me. <laughs> that is the only one. <laughs> the only one I've gotten. And that is it. Yeah, I, I like the designs in SD Gundam Force, like the. It was like cheap the, Gundam. The, yeah, the main the main one was an interesting take on you know the standard Gundam design, and then Bakunitsumaru was uh, heavily inspired by um, the uh, shiny Gundam with some uh, Musha Gundam, <laughs> and then you had the other one that was inspired by the Wing Gundam, who was like a knight, which was interesting. But that's also, probably my favorite Gundam, honestly. Yuri Lowenthal in that, going by the name Yellow Lollicoat. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't never gonna get old. But yeah, no, it's it's my favorite Gundam, my favorite designs, and if you don't like it, you're against fun. That is my take. Uh, Gundam, but make it small. But make it small. <laughs> Gundam, make it smaller. I love, I have that tweet, like, screenshotted, saved. I am framing that one. That is never going away. Right up next to science, but make it cute. But what if it was purple? Yes. What? Uh, you know, with what? all the talk you had about uh, competitions being interesting in Mecha, I, I would have thought that G Gundam would be your favorite. Nope, it was not. It, it It's up there. You know, I, I like G Gundam. You know, it's 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 campy. It's funny. It has a finger that shines. <laughs> I mean... What else do you need? And I will say... And it's loud roar tells me to grasp victory. True. And then, of course, like, the suits. Yes. Need more of those kind of suits. Oh, man. What a great way to pilot a giant robot in skin-tight suits. Yes, please. Hell yeah. And not just for the reasons you think. Like, Domo? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was please. doing that before Ava. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I like that, but no, my favorite will always be SD Gundam because it was it was pretty much my Hamtaro. You know, it's like, and I even think they were on during the same run, like they were on at the same uh, kind of lineup, which I love. But I love SD Gundam. It's fun. They were never on at the same time, but it was. Well, like... you can't have two shows air at the same time. That would mean that one was on one channel, the other was the other. I mean, the same lineup. I believe they, no, were, no, no, they weren't. No, no. Oh, there God. was some time after Hamtaro went away before they played SD Gundam Tsunami Force. Tsunami missed the bucket on having those two back to back. Holy hell, that would have been. Yeah, they probably did. Also, Tsunami should have played Sergeant Frog. 
but I love it. I do. It's so ridiculous, and like the 3D animation for it, I actually really enjoy. So those are my favorite types of mechs. The small kind of reminded ones. me of um, uh, uh, Mega Man uh, uh, Legends. Mega Man Legends. Now I know Rock, Mega Man Rock doesn't Man. count as mech unless we're gonna go real. No, I'm just saying that the, the look of SD Gundam's characters. Yeah. Particularly the humans remind me a lot of the the aesthetic of uh, Mega Man Legends. But, Rockman Volnut. But make it small. Make it small. I love it. I love them. Those little things are the best. I love it. And if you don't Favorite like it, you hate fun. You hate fun. Fun size. That was great. I am so honored that that show made it on Toonami. Otherwise, I'd never know it existed. Because I'm very, very, like, noob casual when it comes to Gundam in general. Yes, you are. And you know, so... they, they made a second season of that, and they released it on home video, but it never aired on Toonami. And I <laughs> don't understand why that is, because they played the first season five times. <laughs> you know what that means. We have to go to Jason and say, have people request it for him. Get the second season. We must complete it. Well, that's going to be pretty difficult to do now. Well, <laughs> but yes. It, it exists. <laughs> when <laughs> hmm, when's uh when's uh right stuff going to put that out? <laughs> I don't know. They put out pretty much every other Gundam thing, so No, yeah, they put out everything. I was surprised they put out Turning and Thunderbolt. Yeah. I'll have to write them an angry letter. And Zeta Gundam's finally streaming somewhere. It's on Funimation. <sighs> Right after I bought those Blu-rays. <laughs> Dude, don't feel bad, man, because, like, after I bought Two Love Rue, man, like, the complete set at that time. And then, then they announced the dub. It. I'm still pissed about that, dude. I, like, I literally Wait. still, I haven't even watched them sub, Wait. man. Basically, I have to wait till they decide to put everything in a big collection again so I can buy it. Yeah, well, buying shows twice from... Sentai is something I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah. Golden Times. Golden Times, Shirobako. And because they didn't dub the Shirobako movie yet, I'm probably going to re-release that at some point with a dub, and I'll just have to buy it a second time. That's the reason why I don't buy anime like I used to sometimes, man. I literally wait. I mean, I wait, and I have the patience of a freaking sage at this point. <laughs> That's certainly more economical to wait. And there's so many sales. There's a ridiculous amount of sales for anime every year, particularly around holidays. It's like crazy. You can always wait for a sale. Mm -hmm. Unless you're trying to buy Evangelion, apparently. No, I'm not. I mean, I love Evangelion. That is a very open wound right now, Sketch. Be careful, (laughs) sir. My heart... It weeps. <laughs> we uh we, we keep mentioning Evangelion and uh we're gonna have an Evangelion episode of the Tsunami Faithful podcast coming up pretty soon because that last movie came out and I wanna talk about it along oh, with man. I mean, rest of Ava. No lie. I'm I'm it. barring Ava from this list because Evangelions are not robots. They are cyborgs. They're not so even, even they... that. They're still living beings just with armor. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Though they do <sighs> they do sort of have a cockpit. So that's kind of cyborg-y. 
Yeah, that's the thing about Eva's that like, because I considered putting Unit Two on my list because it's my favorite Evangelion unit, and like Eva Unit Eight and Unit Six are pretty closely tied for second, but uh, because it's technically an organic being just with armor on it, I'm like, eh, like it falls into a gray area, you know. And this is the part where Darrell is. He's mentioning that Attack on Titan is just flesh mecha. Oh, that flesh mecha stuff. <laughs> oh, well, dude, to be honest with you, dude, I thought I you were going with meal prep. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Attack on Titan no. is also meal prep. Well, to be honest with you, dude, we were all flesh mecha pilots at one point because we stayed in our mom wounds for nine months. So. Oh, yeah. my God. We've all oh. lived out the dream of being a mecha pilot. Mecha pilot. Mm. Exactly. No, I was in a tube, damn it. Yeah. The the Ava Ava pilots are just returning to the mommy place. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) To the womb! (laughs) You know what? I don't know what the hell wrong with y'all, but y'all really pulled out some dang old stuff at me tonight, man. I'm normally reserved. I'm like the actually the good one tonight. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. Uh... Well, I've, I've been doing some research as well and stuff that I need to send to a certain someone, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we can't talk about giant robots without mentioning the big O. I knew someone yes. would mention that. The big O is on my list, too. Love the Mega Deuce. He's a chunky boy. He's got them piston arms. And it's it's great how it's like kind of steampunk on the inside. Right? It's just an interesting aesthetic. So, Celia, would that be Mecca, but make it chunky? <laughs> be chunky, boy. That's the. It's not quite, oh, Lord, he coming, but it's <laughs> close. Oh, like, Lord, he coming. That's, that's one of the Cast things I in love. the name of God. <laughs> oh, he Lord, not he coming. <laughs> it's a Lord. I'm a Lord, and Lord, the eyes are coming. <laughs> but you know though that's what i actually really love about this is about the big o is that it is big and it's heavy like you don't really see a lot of big robots that look like that anymore mm, yeah absolutely like you you can sense the weight of the mexican big o yeah absolutely They're punching each other it's mm, you feel the impact it's it's beautiful just beautiful. Gotta love it. He thick. And you can uh, call it with a watch. <laughs> yelling, Big O! Showtime! And it Big just o. comes out of the ground! <laughs> yep, you gotta say, that was kind of like the Trans-RZ thing, man. Well, Mankaiser Z. Mm-hmm. It used to come up out of the ground. Yes, Big O is also borrowing a lot from other super robots. Yeah. But oh, absolutely. To his serious style. Yeah, he, he's like basically extra fancy. He's a gentleman. <laughs> he's a gentleman. I just think he's a louse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Big O is great. If you haven't seen it yet, please go watch it. It's so good. Yeah. Watch the first season on High Dive, and you can buy the whole series on Blu-ray. 
is really the big O that some people will only ever get. Hey. <laughs> That's not nice. I try, man. I try. <laughs> I tried, man. I really tried to be good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, Darrell, you little scamp. <laughs> little scamp, you're a big scamp. <laughs> yeah, I bet point. Oh, boy. Oh, I love doing podcasts with you guys. I swear, man. It, it's just been great to be consistent again. That's all I can say. I just wish I knew about this more. Well, maybe you're getting educated here. Exactly. All, I've, all I've really learned is that there's a Mecha Train show, that Macross is still not available, and that that's probably where I'd want to start, and that there's a Gundam show that Celia likes with a hot redhead. That's pretty much all I've yes. learned today. Well, that's the important stuff, probably. <laughs> yes, it is the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, and meal prep. I learned about meal prep today. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very important. Speaking of meal prep, uh, you, you got another one, Darrell? Oh, yeah. My last one is Ars Volan, which is a very underrated show, which deserved a second season. And it's about this pilot called, his name was Tokimune um, Susumu. And basically, young, reckless little soldier. Um, he Somehow he ends up um, getting, you know, track, you know, classic little trope, stumbling around ends up falling into like another um type of um mech it's called a trail krieger which basically german for warrior so basically he was in a trail warrior and he was got messed up so he got in the orange building which is a um, prototype and it has a u-link system which maximizes the pilot and the uh, mech's ability and susamu starts learning more about it now one of the things about it is like if you know kind of gets like mentally unstable he can go into a berserk mode but Basically, Susumu was kicking ass, man, once he learned how to pilot it, because he was kicking other, um, the other Trail Creekers ass, but, you know, it was a couple more experienced um, people that had, like, I think it was one, I can't remember the name of the other mech that was kind of like the, um, like the, uh, let me see, what was the name of the, of the Archvolen? It was something similar to the Archvolen against the, um, other side, and that pilot, he was just, like, totally kick ass, like, he was really... He was getting, he was getting Susumu to business, but it was like I found Archibald and I saw it on Crunchyroll, and I actually bought it off of Sentai. Like it really deserved a dub too, but overall, it was serious. And then at, it ended on a fucking cliffhanger. That's the killing part. Uh. On a fucking cliffhanger. Because it had potential to have a second season to go deeper into what the Archibald actually was and how it was developed. Hmm. And that was uh, that was an original, right? So it doesn't have a source material. Um, uh, let me see. It was. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, it's been a second since I've actually seen Arch Bowling. Um, I want to say it was based off of a uh, manga. I'm not exactly sure. Ah. <laughs> but I know the um art of it was um I want to say Tatsuo Sato. So that's pretty much, that's about all I can give you on it. Because, like, you know, forgive me, everybody, for not being more, you know, wordy or giving better clarification on it because it's been a while since I've actually seen or, like, watched um, Archibald and like that. 
But I will not lie, though. That opening anime theme, though, is the shit. <laughs> As to be expected. Yes. Archibald and I think Sentai has that one. Yeah, right? it's, it's a Sentai. All right. Dude, I bought it when they saw it had it on sale, man. I bought the DVDs, but it was... <laughs> I still watch DVDs, folks. There's nothing wrong with DVDs. They upscale nicely, usually. Yeah, when you get the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Celia, you got another one for us? I do. I have the Kobu from Sakura Wars. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is kind of different and it's one of the reasons why I like it because it's very rounded um, I was first introduced to Sakura Wars through the manga adaptation when Tokyo Pop licensed it back in the mid 2000s um, I've never played any of the games but I've watched the anime the anime is a little weird <laughs> you it probably is. get a you probably get a better experience playing the games than watching the anime um, but I really like the designs of the Kobu just because they feel very steampunky. Mm, yeah. And and they look really like they just look different. I hadn't encountered something that looked the way the Kobu do before I watched uh Sakura Wars. And not gonna lie, they look really cool as toys too. Kinda reminds me of uh Robo from Chrono Trigger. Right? They have a really neat look and they operate based on like spiritual energy of the pilot, so and in Sakura Wars, each of the Kobu are like customized to each of the members of the flower troop. So you have different colors, but also different abilities as well. I admit that I totally bought a Sakura Wars toy because they released a uh, Sakura Shinguchi Nendoroid simply because it was really cute when you shrink the Kobu down to like two inches. No, actually, it's a little taller than that. It's probably like three or four, but like to a really small scale. Oh, it's cute as hell. Like, <laughs> it's really, really cute. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. It looks different. I, I don't think there are very many mecha out there that quite look like that or that really operate the same way. And I think that's why Sakura Tyson or, or Sakura Wars has really stood the test of time. Like, even to this day, the games are still renowned as classics. Mm. These are These are kind of chunky boys, too. Right, and they got samurai swords, Celia which I'm sure Darrell appreciates. The chunk mix, dude. They got the thickness, son. They do. I'm, I'm Down with the thickness. Exactly, dummy, dummy thick mecha man. Just that's how you can look at it. <laughs> Soon, some someone is gonna hear this episode, and they'll be like, "That's it. We'll make a we'll make a a mecha, but we'll make them twerk." <laughs> Dude, I want to see the wing zero twerk, Dan. No, no. <laughs> okay, you joke, but we're probably not that far away from oh, that. Oh, I'm probably. No. <laughs> oh, not. I mean, Ma- Macross Delta had dancing Valkyries in it until they abandoned that concept halfway through. But so they I'm weren't dancing. Is fine. They weren't. Away. They weren't twerking, so it's fine. <laughs> we're safe. We're in I a mean, safe. Sometimes place. I'm talking about like serious. Sometimes you just got to throw that ass in a circle, man. That's a robot chicken skit that already exists. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't think it actually twerked because it was be- it was before twerking was uh, maybe not 
ever created, but probably before it became the known. <laughs> before it was a thing, so to speak. Well, you know, sometimes people just say, make your cheeks clap, man. And <laughs> If you're happy and you know it, clap your cheeks. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bad. I'm Podcast you know, maybe on a good bad. day, I could probably do it, but you know. Uh, <laughs> bad. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. It's at this point in the podcast that CJ's thinking, I shouldn't have been here tonight. I shouldn't have. I'd rather be looking at my wife who's in Genshin. <laughs> it's real regret hours for CJ right now. <laughs> I am a CJ regretter right now. Sometimes I just live for the moments of making CJ regret stuff. I do. I regret many things. It's, it's it is a, fun, though. It is. It well, is I mean, that's because I'm such a great straight man to be able to take the jokes, right? Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe take that joke. True. True. But I did <sighs> learn something. So that's that's what's important. Exactly, yeah. man. Man. That's good. That's good. And we certainly can't finish this out without talking about the nifty mecha in IGPX Immortal Grand Prix, which are like racing cars, but also robots, which is pretty freaking cool. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. I love that Thank show. You, Jose, for, thank you, Jose, for those remasters. I know. I love that show so much. It's so fun. It really is. It's so different. And I love Rerun it. Rerun that, Toonami. Yes, not, and, and like, not only that, but what? Talk about a cast! Oh man, that cast is. That is such a great cast. It's like you like, and think about it, right? An original that Toonami's, you know, producing, yada yada. Got Lance Henriksen in it. They got Tom Kenny. <laughs> Probably one of the most recognizable voices now in animation for the work he's done. Like, it's just wild. Mark Hamill was in it, like. Just such a star-studded cast. It's just, it, it blows me away. So I love that show. And I love the fact that we can count those as mechs. Because yeah. who wouldn't want to, like, I think NASCAR's fine. And I think Formula One racing is really entertaining and whatnot. But you can't tell me that seeing those things, if they could morph into giant robots and beat the ever-loving shit out of each other, would not just get the blood going and you wanted to watch that. I already can hear Celia getting season tickets for a team. If that was actually legitimate, dude. If it was legitimate, dude, one step I would closer to Macross. <laughs> Hell yeah! Exactly. Oh, but no, it's, it's it's so fun, and I love the idea. And like, it's funny because like I really like Zoids. I like kind of a sports competition type of thing in these types of shows. I think it's really fun. Well, let me tell you, CJ. There is a giant robot show where they play basketball. Basquash is. I actually got that. Like that's another okay. Mori title. I I don't I like the, I see merit in that, but I like it when it's like imagine like imagination type sport. I don't want to see something that's already been created. I want you to create something new. Give me like a fresh oh. idea to sink my teeth in. And like IGPX kind of teeters that line only because like well we already have racing. Their tracks a lot different from NASCAR tracks. They aren't just going left the entire time, and they're throwing bunches, so it's a little, a little different. It's, it's basically F Zero. Ooh, I can't yeah. believe they! I can't believe they didn't make a Wii game for that. It's, it's like 
being able to motion control the robot. Come on. Should have happened. Should have happened. But no, there was a PlayStation 2 game and it didn't have any motion controls. And you lost a lot to the rocket because he was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they got some cool mechs in there. And I think uh, one at least one of the standouts is the the team Velstein mechs. Yeah, those things yeah. were super sick and their special moves. Oh, yeah. Gotta love Very it. Team. But you gotta love the guys from Team Satomi, too, though. I mean, not Satomi, but uh, Sledge Mama. Sledge Mama. Dude, I love them, man. Yama Dima. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was just, like, off the chain, man. Just just thugs. Exactly, man. Gotta I have mean, thugs. Put, dude, they played dirty, but, you know, they did have a sense of honor, too, though. At times. I just immediately went to the Shin-Chan quote about honor, so we can move on. Let's have honor, honor, and a... Yeah. That's one of the only lines from that show that I know. That and Action Bastard. Well, actually, there's also Swing and Sway the Elephant Way. Oh. I never never saw that, actually. Dance, but dance, but dance, but dance. Dance, dance, dance. No, Shin-Chan is something I only know, like, two things of, and that's about it. It was No, it was that and when Shin actually bought beer from a grocery store and his dad's like, How did you get whatever, that's pretty impressive and they just went on from that. I'm like, yeah, that's actually funny. That's legitimately <laughs> funny. But other than that, I'm just kinda like, eh, it's whatever. <laughs> but I do know that line of honor and a penis. To be a man, you have to have honor, honor and a penis. <laughs> Uh, back in the early days, Jose would have bleeped the hell out of me for that. I ain't gonna do that. I'm <laughs> way too lazy. Uh, we definitely, we definitely fell off the IGPX track. But I do yeah. want to talk about the pilot version of IGPX, where there were more like battle robots, and I'm kind of sad we never got that story because it did seem pretty interesting, especially because. It was heavily implied that there would be like uh, they would be forced to get cybernetics in order to continue because of the deal that they made. Like there, there's some interesting stuff happening on in that very very short story, but I also really like the mech designs. They were pretty cool and versatile, and you could fight with knives and stuff, which is neat. Yeah, I'm a demon and demon. That's what it was. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Well, I think we might be all mechaed out. But, I know um, I am, but that's just because it's it's <laughs> you know my own it, it's my own deficiency. You know, we why don't... don't we talk about the people? I I think CJ's the the person who uh, Michael Bay Transformers movies are made for because it's all about the characters and not the robots. You know what's funny? I hated those movies. <laughs> what? That's understandable. I actually like the first one. The rest of them are garbage, but the first one's decent. I only okay. I will say this: the only reason that I can at least stomach them was because of who Optimus Prime is voiced by. Peter yes. Cullen. Yes, of course, the big guy, Peter <laughs> Cullen, voice of Optimus Prime, and long time. And and to be fair, to be fair, yes. I do love Beast Wars. 
I Beast Wars is good. Love Beast Wars. Oh my god! You want to talk about? If you want someone to talk about Beast Wars for about five hours, you found your man. But really? yes. Oh, I was obsessed, obsessed, and it had a waifu in it too. Ah, oh, my black arachne. You bet your sweet ass, I am. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I love Beast Wars, but yeah, no, the Transformers movies. I'm just. Eh. <laughs> they are, right, man. But Did we have like... to like the cartoons and the 3D stuff were fine. They were fine. We didn't need the live action thing. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> even if you did care about human characters, the human characters in those movies are not worth caring about. <laughs> I'm so, just kind of different. I just wanted more scenes with Optimus. I'm not gonna lie on that one. Well, then you should like. Watch the one when he becomes bad. <laughs> Wait, he becomes bad? I haven't actually seen Spoiler it. sketch! I don't know if he becomes bad so much as he <laughs> becomes an antagonist That's to a fair. degree. That's I, I don't know. I think it's called The the Last Night. It involves dinosaur oh, robots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. That's all I needed to hear. That was not good. No, the first the first one is really the only good one out of the live action Transformers movies. And it's really like the cherry on top for that is when it ends with Peter Cullen monologuing and then cuts to a Linkin Park song. Yes. Like, yes. Like, I love it. That's it. And I love that it's not even like a song made for the movie. They just used what I've done. <laughs> But in the second one, they actually do make a song for the movie, and I like New Divide. It's one one of my favorite Linkin Park songs. Dude, I have yeah, listened to that song in Russian, too, man. It is pretty sick. It's, it's pretty good. I, I think there's things to like about the second movie, but then it has terrible, terrible things in it also. <laughs> yeah. The, the, first yeah. One, the first one is the most tolerable. Like, I didn't even like, dude, they pissed me off with, you know, the stuff that they did with Devastator, man, and the records uh, and everything. Yeah. Devastator was just, I was pissed because it shouldn't even went down like that. No, no, no. But at least they came out with that video game where you fought Devastator and it was really epic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's a big robot to fight. This is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, when Platinum Games puts out a good third-party game. <laughs> uh, if only their Ninja Turtles game wasn't terrible. Calabunga, yeah. dude. It all comes back to Ninja Turtles with me. Okay. I guess I'll do the house cleaning. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Feel free to share your favorite giant robots in Mecha. Put that in, like, the header so we know what you're emailing us about. Or you could use hashtag Toonami Talkback to do the same. And you can follow us on Facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and now Amazon. You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on toonamifaithful.com 
such as CJ's weekly reviews for Fena, Pirate Princess. That's me. He's, he's doing that. And we have a whole other Fena podcast. We just recently released another episode. We do them uh, every other week and cover two episodes. So please tune in for that if you are following Fena on Toonami. And uh, we hope you enjoy the conversation. And you can subscribe to Toonami Faithful on Patreon at Toonami Faithful. Uh, patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. We're finally getting to the point in the evening where I can't talk anymore. <laughs> And uh, you can subscribe to the Tanami Faithful Pass and get exclusives like uh, extended clips from CJ's documentary. There's a Tell lot of a... CJ stuff. Yeah, CJ, you've been a busy boy. I mean, I... you are editor-in-chief. I'm very busy. I blame Celia for it. <laughs> That's right. Blame her. <laughs> it's true. I just keep adding on more and more. Yeah. <laughs> But tell tell the listeners of the cool stuff that uh, you've been putting out for uh, extra clips. Like uh, who who's uh, recently popped up? Uh, so recently we uh, released Kiba's uh, behind the scenes interview as well as Stefan Martello's. Uh, I really enjoy. I mean, I love them all. Like you know, I will say probably the best one I felt content wise will be coming out this month uh, because it's the birthday month. So I wanted to make it my favorite. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Um, and it's just, it's really cool getting to hear, you know, how Toonami was like this guiding light for people to pursue the acting craft and obviously be on the block themselves, but they found their calling as to be an actor or actress, you know, whether that be in anime, whether that be in video games, commercials, uh, live action, uh, Western animation, all that stuff. Like, it was a topic that I didn't think people really have talked about. And, you know, Tommy's done it more than just with actors, too. But I just started with there because I guess it was the easiest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it, it's it's great. It, I think it makes a lot of the people who you hear on the block very more um, humble. It's more humbling to hear it and more relatable. You know, they put in the work and now they get to do something they love and all you got to do is kind of put in the same type of drive dedication and you might be able to hear your voice on it as well, which I think is cool. Uh, I think that's a really cool kind of wish fulfillment dream that is more attainable than people may think. So yeah, definitely check them out. Definitely check them out. Next one is really good. And I'm still saying the sketch. You should definitely have Bill Butts on for a podcast episode. Oh, we definitely should. (laughs) Yeah, he's been uh, he's been popping up in a lot of things lately. He was on My Hero recently, I think. Yeah, yeah, but I just mean with his vast knowledge of just Toonami lore is well more so about the shows that've been on it per se, mm-hmm. like that. Like really, really good stuff. I've if there's a show you want, Darrell should talk with him too. There's there's a show that you two would get along about Bleach. Yeah, <laughs> the thousand year war arc is coming soon. I know. Sure, not soon enough. Mm, let's hope it doesn't get picked up by Netflix. <sighs> you shut your mouth, good sir. I brought it down. I brought it down. Everybody I just up. felt Darrell's excitement deflate by about sixty percent with that statement. Like I could just <laughs> feel it. Well, look on the bright side. Comey's getting weekly from Netflix, so I mean. There's a weekly, chance. slightly delayed from the Japanese broadcast, but it's still weekly. 
Although yep. everything is slightly delayed from the Japanese broadcast by like at least seven to eight hours. Yeah. So. No, I mean this is like weeks. True. But. But. but I mean that's not that big a deal, really. No. But it's not. Back in my day. Series. Back in my day, we had to wait like a year and a half to two years before things were turned around. I think a couple weeks is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. But I, I am interested to see how they're handling JoJo. It's uh, monthly releases. That that's uh, interesting. Hopefully, it's like four episodes. I that's what I figure it will be. No, F sketch. It's one episode per month. Ah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they pull the Katana Katari. Each, each, each of them right? referred to as their own season. Yes. So there's going to be 26 <laughs> seasons of Part Six. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a large headache. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hopefully not, though. Okay, uh, Celia, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Planet Swinkle and on Facebook at Celia Rose Cosplay. I am also uh, one of the team members behind all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So any time you comment on our posts or tag us we both see it and we take your feedback pretty seriously so if you leave stuff under tsunami talk back uh that'll really help us know what you're thinking all right cj tell them where they can find you you can find me at twitter at cj Maffris. you can find all my written work at tsunamifaithful.com as sketch was mentioning the Fenner reviews you can catch all of behind-the-scenes interviews of the Tsunami documentary I did on our Patreon. And if you haven't already checked out the documentary, uh, it is a long one, so make sure you plan ahead before you do. But definitely check those out on our YouTube and Facebook pages. And worst comes to worst, if you really need to get a hold of me, just try to find me on Genshin. You will easily, easily find me there crying. How so. can people find you on Genshin? Oh, just uh, my friend UID number, which I uh, don't know off the top. I know like almost all of it off the top of my head, but not all of it. So I it probably shouldn't put up a, a random number because that's some poor soul is going to get random friend, <laughs> friend requests. It's like, I don't know these people. What is happening? So uh, but you can because like um, I'm friends with quite a few people who, uh, you know, I know on there. In fact, a person who is in the game i'm actually friends with on there so we can chat through there if we needed to so it's uh it's something that you can actually do but i mean i'll be honest i'll probably just ignore it and try to just continue the grind so <laughs> there are waifus that need attention sketch ah uh, understandable and has bondos yes of course don't don't course. don't say it celia please don't Okay, I don't you. know what you're talking about. CJ. Uh, I'm very yes, yes. Uh, Darrell, where could our listeners <laughs> find you? As always, you can find me at Ukami underscore Sunrise Seven. If you want to follow me on a more wholesome um, Twitter, uh, you can also follow me at Nasia underscore Rojo Adenasi at Twitter.com. That's pretty much it. And no, folks, I do not have an IG, and I have no plans of ever getting one. Yeah, I don't have an IG, or actually, I think I do have an IG, but I don't like that whenever I go to a page on IG, it asks you to log in to see anything. What's IG? Stupid Instagram. Oh, honestly, though, guys, you're not missing much. They've changed it so much 
from what it's supposed to be that uh, it's not a fun platform anymore. <laughs> You're are, not missing anything. Are any platforms fun, Celia? Twitter. That is not... No. I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I only use Twitter for... I mean, I only use Instagram for fraternity stuff these days. Like, I post stuff for the fraternity on there. That's about it. Twitter is a real fun platform, especially in the Anna Twitter community, where people get angry about the littlest things on a daily basis. Yeah, they yeah. choose violence every day that they wake they up. They do like, choose <laughs> violence. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck y'all mad about today? What aren't you mad about today? You know what I'm mad about today? That Sketch hasn't told our listeners where they could find him. Sketch, come on. Come on. I had to wait until y'all shut up first. Come on, (laughs) man. We need to know. The people need to know. You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, where sometimes I choose violence. Like when I'm angry that they hadn't released the tsunami schedule, so the TV grids are all messed up, so it just says that a Rick and Morty is on from 11.30 to 4 a.m., and I can't record that because I want to record Fena, and I'm very annoyed. (laughs) Now tell us how you really feel. Just record Fena, forehead. (laughs) But I can't because it's not listed. It's listed as Rick and Morty. And that better get fixed by Saturday, because there was no good reason for this to go on as long as it did. It's just stupid. But what if it's a surprise Rick and Morty marathon? They did that before, that preempted tsunami. I was there, I was at Anime Boston, and people were losing their shit, and I loved it. Well, that that was the legendary April Fool's in which they... Kept playing the same episode eight times. Yep, it was great. Oh my god, Endless Eight. Oh, oh, Rick and Morty is an anime. Actually, Rick and Morty's been getting very anime lately. We could probably thank Steve Yurko for that. Damn you, Steve Yurko. <laughs> How dare you? Rick and Joe Rose. He was, yeah, definitely some uh, Vampire Hunter D inspired look there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Maybe I need lots, to lots of anime. I mean, they, they had an episode called... Oh, what was it? I can't. I can't even say it. It's uh, Rickson Genesis. Uh, Rick. Uh, uh, Morty Genesis. Rick Vangelion. Oh my god! <laughs> That's not actually what it was, but that is in there. Uh, it was the. It was the Voltron episode. Yeah, the Go Go Tron. Yeah. Fucking ferrets, man. Oh, really? I've seen a clip of that. I thought that looked funny. It was actually pretty good. Do you know I've never seen an episode of that? I've seen Rick and Morty. I've not seen an episode of Rick and Morty. You've not seen an episode of Rick and Morty? No, I have not. Hey, really, the best way to experience Rick and Morty, not to do from, that. from my experience, is just to watch it when there's nothing else to do because you're stuck at someone's apartment after the train stopped running at 11 o'clock and it's 2 a.m. and you've run out of bad movies. There you go. This sounds very personal, Celia. Are you angry? Do we need to get a couch? No, I'm not angry. But we no, need to get I mean, the couch. You didn't say no about the couch. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, Celia. I mean, my degree is in psychology if you need to vent. <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> Damn. See? Well, they did some shit. Well... That's counterproductive. Yeah. 
It just was the episode title. It was Gotron, Jerrysis, Rick Vangelion. And no, Sketch, there's nothing against Rick and Morty. I just don't watch TV, unless it's honestly Fenner or Toonami. That's the only reason I watch TV. Eh, fair enough. There was also an episode called Rick Morai Jack this season. (laughs) Ah, they're clever with these titles. Forgetting Sir Rick Mortshall. (laughs) Mort Dinner Rick Andre. I do know about that. At least (laughs) the phrase and the pickle Rick. That's, well, Pickle Rick. (laughs) He turned himself into a pickle. It was the funniest thing I ever seen, except it kind of wasn't. But it was neat. It was neat. I'm kind of hungry now. I I still enjoy Rick and Morty. Pog. Uh, Yeah, it's... It's maybe not as good as it once was, but it's it's still pretty entertaining. All right. Well... Goodbye, everybody. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this uh, long rambling podcast. It was mostly talking about giant robots. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. And until then, we're punching out. Deuces! Yes, Norman. Master Roger. In West Dome number five, there's a report of a giant robot. Hmm? A mechanized army of circuitry and metal, cold and emotionless, carry out tasks without conscience. Robots, thousands, programmed for destruction. March towards the future is coming. Man's greatest inventions, making the impossible possible, are no longer under our control. Technological strength will just become a threat to the Earth. This new breed of technology makes humanity obsolete. Robots, thinking, acting on their own, begin their march toward domination. serve no one. The robots among us watching, waiting, calculate their new world order. Their time is coming. They cannot be stopped. Attention, strange weapons are approaching. Attention, strange weapons are approaching. Robots rule this planet.